Hello and welcome back to My Life with Christ. So I want you to take a second and think about the last time you were asked, what are you, right? And as students, we're asked this a lot. We're asked the question, well, what's your major? What are you? What school are you a part of? You know, what are you? Are you a resident or are you a commuter? What are you? And same thing in our personal lives. We are constantly asked the question, what are you? Are you a Catholic? Are you a Protestant? Are you a Jew? Are you a Muslim? What are you? Are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? And even beyond that, are you lazy? Are you motivated? What's driving you? What are you? What kind of person are you? What are you? Are you a Sagittarius? Are you a Scorpio? Are you a Pisces? What are you? This constant, constant desire for us not only to ask others, but to ask ourselves, what are you? We don't just see this in personal relationships. We also see this in, you know, on the news. This constant question of, what are you? Figure it out. We need to know. This constant question. But why? Why do people always ask that? Why do we ask ourselves that? Well, it's very simple. It's a simple answer of, we as human beings want a sense of identity. Not only do we want a sense of identity for ourselves, we want to figure out what other people's identities are. And it's not only in our personal relationships, it's everywhere in our culture today. This idea that I want to protect my identity, I want to protect other people's identity and help them to thrive, which are all great things, right? We want to protect other people, we want to protect what they are. But what happens in our culture, what happens in our personal lives is we start to kind of get to these crossroads, right? Because what are we doing when we're asking ourselves the question, well, what are we? What am I? We start to fill our hearts, our desires of this identity with what's, with things, with activities. And we start to kind of grow tired of things. And when we start to grow tired of things, we start to question our identity. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's just say that I major in nursing, right? And I decide, you know what? I don't want to be a nurse anymore. I want to be a teacher. If that was a part of my identity, I'm going to go through a pretty big crisis, right? Because that was a part of me. I identified with my major. I identified with that. Even beyond that, which we see a lot today, is this idea of identifying with a political party. I'm not trying to be political here, of course not, but it's more of this idea of grouping, right? Let's say that I identify as a Democrat, okay? And I'm grouping myself with this this group of people. And in that, as my identifying with, I bring along every ideology that they have. When I'm telling someone that I identify with Democrat, more likely than not, they're going to assume that every single agenda that a Democrat has, I have as well. And so in turn, I'm going to believe that that's just what needs to be done. I need to have every ideology that the Democrats have. Well, then, you know, I mature, I get older, and I realize, you know, I still want to be a Democrat. I really like, you know, some of their issues and what they support, but geez, you know, sometimes I talk to Republicans and some of them, the things that they support, I really, really like. I really like these things. So what happens? You question your identity. 
because you are told that you are in the box and the box is where you shall stay. That's your identity. So what's the underlying problem here? What's causing all of these kind of questioning identities and being stuck and feeling lost? Well, it's because we're not asking the right question. We're asking ourselves, what are we? What are you? Instead of who are you? Who am I? Now, what is that, what is that difference? What is that line? Where can we draw that line? Why this line needs to be drawn is this idea that I am not the things that I do. I am not the interests that I have. I am not the profession that I would like to have or the major that I am currently in or even the people that I hang around. I am shaped by these things. You know, I'm motivated by a lot of these things, but they are not me. My ideologies, my aspirations, those are not my identity. Those are not me. That's not who I am. Well, then who am I? And that's the question that people can't answer. They can't. And this hole that we have in our hearts for that question of who am I that we long for so much gets replaced with the question, what am I? And that, that question is easy to answer. Okay, well, I'm, I'm a teaching major and, you know, I'm kind of conservative and, you know, I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm Sagittarius, you know, all these things. All right, I can identify with that. I can put myself in that group. I can put myself in that box, in that little bubble. I can do that. I can identify with those things. So I'm going to fill my heart with those things for my sense of identity. But what happens? We put those things in our hearts. And instead of, feel, instead of filling that hole, it starts to corrode that hole and make it bigger. It's almost as if we're putting acid in our heart and it's making that hole bigger. Because why? We're not answering the right question. Who I am is not what I am, if that makes sense, right? That line that's so easily crossed nowadays needs to be separated. And what does that mean in terms of us as Christians? You know, does that mean that we can't answer those questions of what am I? You know, can I not, can I not tell anybody that I'm a teacher? Can I not tell anybody that I'm a certain political party or that I fall in lines of? No. We can say those things, right? We can use human terms. We can say, yeah, you know, I, I mainly agree with Republicans or I mainly agree with Democrats and I want to be teacher, a teacher. I want to be a nurse. It's not so much about saying that we are these things because we are certain things, right? We have certain roles to fill here on earth. We, we have certain ideas that fall under certain ideologies. That's not the point. The point is, is that we are doing these things, but they aren't who we are. Those aren't the things that are our identity. So then what is? What is our identity as Christians? Where should we be filling our, what should we be filling our hearts with if we want to fill that hole? This idea that we, we can't be searching. We're constantly searching for that sense of identity. What should we be doing that's going to fill us, that's going to bring us joy, that's going to bring us peace and this ultimately, finally, 
this sense of identity. Well, as Christians, we place our identity in who? In Christ. When people ask us the question of who are you? We don't just say, oh, I'm a Christian or I'm a Catholic or I'm a Protestant. If we're fully looking for an identity, a full identity, we say, I am a follower of Christ. And why? What is that concept? What is that kind of distinction between, okay, yeah, I'm a Christian and, you know, I do these things. And then all of a sudden, well, no, 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 I'm a follower of Christ. What's that difference? What's that, what does that big difference even mean? Well, it's very simple. You know, I can say that I'm a Christian all I want, right? We talked about this before. You know, I can go through the motions. I can go to church. I can read my Bible sometimes and, you know, do volunteer events and whatever. I can say all those things. But when I tell people, when I tell myself, more importantly, forget what we're telling other people, what, what I'm telling myself, when I say I'm putting my identity in Christ, I now say in turn, I am checking every aspect of my life in relationship to that identity that I have with my Lord and Savior. Because it's just like everything else, like I was talking about earlier, right? If we're putting our identity in earthly things, right? I'm, I'm going to tell myself I'm a Democrat, like I said, right? I'm a Democrat. I'm in this box. I start to check everything around me based off of that identity, right? You know, my political party doesn't think I should be doing those things or saying those things. So I'm not going to do them, right? I'm not going to partake in that because my, my sense of ideology, my beliefs, mm, they go against that. Or even your major, your profession, right? I want to be a teacher or I want to be a nurse. And if I want to get into grad school, if I even want to get a job, I can't be doing those things. I can't be wasting my time with those things. Or even your relationships. I identify with a certain relationship. I'm putting my identity in this. You know, we start to check the other aspects of our life. Mm, I can't really hang out with that person. Or mm, I shouldn't be doing this right now. Every aspect of earthly things that we've been putting our identity in, we've been checking other aspects of our life in terms of it. Well, that should be what we're doing with God, especially if we're putting our identity with him. We need to be sitting with him, obviously taking time and growing with him, but also when we're not in prayer, when we're not in reflection, we're not at church, checking our lives in accordance with him saying, okay, this is, this is who I am. I am a child of God, right? And what does that mean for the rest of my life? What are the things that I should be doing and not be doing? You know, who should I be hanging around with? What political party should I follow, if any? You know, do any of the political parties even line up with what I believe as a Christian? Maybe not. You know, what profession should I go into? What profession is glorifying God? What profession is giving me the chance and the opportunity to help others? What profession is giving me the satisfaction of pleasing God? Every aspect of our life now turns into this constant check of, I want to please God, I want to help others, and I am going to fulfill my identity as a child of God. And it's that simple. Because when we're putting our identity in God, we're no longer searching. No longer. 
no longer do I have to be like, oh, okay, well, this hole in my heart starts is getting bigger now, you know, and now I need to fill it with more things. Now I have to fill it with more titles and I have to put myself in more groups. No, no longer do we have that desire to fit in places. And why? Well, simply because God not only accepts us, but he calls us into this deep, deep relationship with love and desire to call us home one day. Our identity is put in that, that solid foundation, right? I've said this before, and I've said it like every episode in season one, right? Things of this world are temporary, and the world is full of empty promises. So no matter what group we're going to, they're a bunch of liars. They're a bunch of people that are not there to help us, but really they're there to hurt us. Because they're not built on foundations of joy, of peace, and love like our God is. And so when we put ourselves in a position where we're backed up by love and by peace and by joy and prosperity, we in turn no longer have a desire to fill our hearts with anything else. Instead, we in turn fill the world with those things. We go into places that have groups and we fill those spaces with love and peace and joy. It's this idea that what we're doing is not defining us, but what defines us is influencing what we're doing. And where I kind of want to move into this now is a book in the Bible that really encapsulates all this. And the author is really why it encapsulates this idea of identity and this idea of what defines us. So if you've never heard of this man, his name is Paul. And he writes a good majority of the New Testament letters. My favorite one that he writes is Romans. Now, Paul, his name used to be Saul. And he used to be a Christian killer, right? In the early church, he would kill Christians, He hated Christians. He wanted nothing to do with them. He thought they were insane. He's like, their God is weird and I don't like them. And that was his identity. The things he was doing, he, that was his identity. He was a Christian killer. He was a mean person, angry, awful, evil even. And one day, obviously I'm giving the summary, not like the in-depth story of Paul. One day, Saul was his name, has a vision of God. And God invites him to be his follower and tells him, stop killing my people, number one, and join us. Join us and make more disciples. So Paul not only becomes a follower of Christ, he becomes an apostle because he sees the Lord himself. And in turn, he has this wonderful, beautiful call to action where, as we see, he writes many different books in the Bible. But today I'm going to kind of pay some attention to Romans. But in terms of Paul himself, he's this great and wonderful role model for us as Christians because he no longer identifies with a group. He's no longer part of these evil people. And we as Christians need to understand that. When we're identifying with Christ... We no longer identify with the things of this world, whether they be good or bad. We don't identify with them. 
We don't identify with political parties. We don't identify with professions, relationships, none of it. We can say that we're a part of them. We can say that we agree with them. We can say that we do some things. You know, I'm, I'm a teacher. I can say that I do that. But that's not my identity. That's not who I am. Who am I? I'm a child of God. As simple as that. And in that identity, in turn, just like Paul, not only are we happier people, more joyful, but we are more full. We are more complete. And that hole in our heart becomes full. Now, looking at Romans, this whole book really is all about that idea of putting our identity in Christ, saying what we did in the past, that doesn't define us. You know, we're moving forward. And, you know, we can really see that in all his verses, but I kind of want to, you know, take him a second to kind of read them and kind of show you what he's kind of talking about here. In Romans 5, 1, we see, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. As simple as that. In God, we find peace. With God, we no longer have to be what we used to be. We no longer have to identify with these fading things in this world. And my favorite verse out of Romans is Romans 12 too, is do not conform yourself to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may discern the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. This idea that do not conform yourself. Don't identify with the things of this world. Don't put yourselves in positions that surround yourself with empty promises. Don't be like them. They're unsatisfied. These people that are doing these things, they're, they're longing and desiring for something that's going to fill them. Instead, put your identity on solid foundation, on solid ground, and feel that tremendous joy. Feel that. We have to understand as Christians that we were given not only so many amazing gifts, but this amazing responsibility. Not only to invite ourselves deeper into that relationship with Christ, deeper into that understanding of what that identity in him means, but also inviting other people. You know, like I said, we, we're surrounded by people who are searching, who are hurting, And we can't just sit back, relax, and say, okay, well, you know what? I have my identity, and I have my joy, and you can figure it out. No. Help them. You you know what you need. You know what these people need. Help them. Help them be closer to truth. Help them be closer to, to goodness. And even if it's not fully giving them a relationship with Christ, but helping them understand that things that they're doing don't define them. You know, if if they decide not to be a part of a certain political party, you know, help them not to have an identity crisis because those things are real and they're scary. Help them to understand that, you know, if they change their major, it's not the end of the world because those things aren't their identity. You know, and that's why we as Christians also need to be not judgmental, right? Because people's identity is not on groups that they're in. It's not the things they like, their preferences, whatever. It's about who they are. And even if they don't know it, they are a child of God. And why? We talked about this before. Because we were all created in love. We were all created with this innate desire to be in a relationship with him. And regardless of if people know it or not, they are beautifully and wonderfully made. 
And it's our responsibility as Christians not only to invite them into that relationship, but to treat them like they're worthy of that relationship. We know our identity and we know everybody else's true identity. And we as Christians need to start acting like it. We have been giving been given so many gifts, so many promises by God. And it's our turn. Like I've always said, it is our turn to put into action what God wants from us, to fully give God our hearts, to fully act in charity and act in love. In Romans 6:18, we see we are freed from sin and we have become slaves of righteousness. So what does that even mean? You know, we're freed from something. We're freed from this world, but we're still bound by something because we have that responsibility. We are a slave of righteousness. We are a slave of God. We are a slave of goodness because we have a responsibility to help people because our identity is crucial to us, whether that be just in our culture or just overall. It is important to us. We all have that hole in our heart and we all want to fill it. Don't sit back and just enjoy that peace that you've been given by God. Go out and ensure that everyone understands that our identity is not the things that we do, but who we truly are. God bless. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Again, if you ever have a suggestion or you want me to talk about something, please shoot me a DM on Instagram. You know, follow me um, at mylife.withchrist. Um, tell me anything. I'm open to everything. So God bless. <laughs>